Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, what have we got on this week? Hello, listeners. So, it's race week. It's the the week of the Great Aberdeen Run. So, you and I are 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 uh, having a having a run this weekend, which is cool. We've talked about this race for a while. We're very excited about it. So. To celebrate that and to build it up, we've got uh, you've been chatting to local legend uh, Fraser Klein about the race. I have indeed. Um, so I caught up with Fraser a few days ago and um, just chatted all things running and uh, and all things Great Aberdeen Run as well. So he gave us a cheeky little preview of what's to come. So um, that's so we'll obviously chat about that later uh, with Fraser. But in the meantime, we've also got part two of Charlie Bannerman's interview, I believe. Is that right, Tom? That's correct, yeah. So we'll hear yeah. all about Charlie, the last bit of uh, that really uh, good chat I had with Charlie about Scottish athletics, or athletics in Scotland, I should say, and, and a wee bit on 5K training. So, so yeah, so a lot to get through. There is. And in amongst all that, we'll give you a, a whiz, a whiz of, of all the results in Scotland in, in races. Not all the results, because there's a hell of a lot of races <laughs> these days. Um, and then we will talk about um, any some of the upcoming races and also a little bit about our targets for the race as well. So, uh, yeah, busy, busy. So, and, and also, I've got an interview with Andy Douglas tonight, so I need to I need to crack on and stop waffling, eh, Tom? Absolutely, yeah. So, let's move on then. So, what about your training? How have you been getting on this week? Well, this Last week's week. been up. Yeah, last week's been okay. Um, I've I've had, I think I mentioned I had a bit of a, I don't know if I did actually. I had a bit of a funny hit last week, um, and the following day I, I didn't feel any any pain. Um, but as as we mentioned in last last week's episode, we 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 hooked up in Aberfeldy, or we were supposed to hook up in Aberfeldy on the Sunday for a long run, but um, I slept in and and had a long I had a long lie. I was in a tent. Um, <laughs> Woke up at half four in the morning to um, get ready for Debbie's um, middle distance, the Scottish distance, uh, Scottish middle distance triathlon championships in Aberfeldy. Um, I dropped her off and then I went back to my tent, which was absolutely pissing the rain, Tom. It was. It was, it was so loud. I had no sleep that night. So that, that was the reason why I, I bailed on your run. Um, but before, but after that, um, I, I did actually go out attempt a long run and my, my, my right hip was sore again and I don't know what it is but I was effing and jeffing at Debbie after a race even though she won the race and she got you know Scottish champion for that which was great um I was, you know I should have been celebrating her success but I was just being an old grumpy man and feeling sorry for myself because I could only manage 10 miles instead of 20 um but yeah I managed to I was sensible I just stopped my run um, and I walked back and I just put my feet up the rest of the day and uh the following day I went out for a run and there was no pain at all. So I don't I don't if anyone any listeners who have got um, some physio advice who who's maybe might be able to diagnose what my issue is, it'd be much appreciated. Um so that that was a bit of a pain. Um the day before I did have a kind of good session, but it was a headwind uphill mainly. Probably net elevation, net gain. Um point to point doing some wave runs so the two miles on 1k uh slightly slower and i think i did that about five times or some or so um so that was quite a good run um just a bit of a ball buster in the wind in the hill in the hills because it was just along the banks of loch tay tom 
Very nice. So yeah, and in, in, into the campsite I went. So Debbie just dropped me off and I ran ran to the campsite. So that was that was nice. okay. And then yesterday I um I met up with uh, Fat Boy Simpson, uh, Fat huh. Simpson, and went out for a little. I say a little session with him. It, it was oh god, it's running with running with someone of that caliber is extremely hard for someone who's not of that caliber to, to try and keep up with. So. The first K was fairly. We did eight by a K. The first K was fairly successful. Um, we just hit under three minutes for the first K. Uh, right, about two fifty five, two fifty six. Um, which there was a little bit of a tailwind, and then in the way it was just along the beach. Um, but we did one K away from the wind, and then one K into the wind. So the time I got to the second, the second rep, I was breathing out my ass even more so because I was trying to keep up with Robbie in the first rep. Mm-hmm. Um. So slowly the cumulative fatigue just kicked in, and uh, the, the gap got wider as as uh, as as the as we take the reps. But yeah, it was a worthy session for me because I, I was mentioning before that I'm looking to try and get some speed work, um, and likewise Robbie's um, trying to get some speed work as well. He's he's uh, I'm sure we'll certainly be getting him in the show soon. Um, he's potentially going to be focusing on uh, a winter um, marathon in, in Valencia in December. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, so there you go. It's uh, revealed. I'm, I'm not sure. If, I should have revealed it, but I'm sure you won't mind me revealing that. And, and likewise, he's going to be running the Aberdeen 10K, but we'll speak about that as well um, later on with Fraser. That so, other like, than that, looks like you had a good week. Though I've just got your Strava up here. 100 miles for last week. I mean, obviously the long run's a disappointment, but. You said yourself before you've got the endurance at the moment, so it would have been nice to get it in. Hopefully, I'm sure the rest has done you good in the hips, okay? But big week. Yeah, it's been quite good. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I suppose the only downside is work. Work always gets in the way. So this week's been, to be honest, a bit a bit shitty at work. So um, just a lot of things going on. So um, today I was going to go out for a good session, but uh, yeah, just um, bit bit of bit of stress there so so um it was only the, the the actual the run was cut short uh unfortunately but hey that's life it's life isn't it tom it is when you're a, uh when you're a full-time working full-time and running around that it can be difficult exactly yeah so you know like like i mentioned before sometimes you do have to sacrifice something and yeah unfortunately it sometimes has to be running first um but yeah. hey ho we, we 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 can we can live and learn and we can adapt um so anyway, I'm waffling again, Tom. I've, 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 you've got about 30 seconds to give you give give yourself a round up on your training. Go. So, well, I tell you, just to finish the news, we obviously saw you in uh, Aberfeldy, and you didn't look afterwards in the afternoon randomly, and you didn't look too happy. I, I got the dis- well, you obviously you told me that your the run didn't go too well, but you were not a happy chappy. So um, I'm glad you're in better spirits tonight. Well, any time any time I see you, um, I'm always happier. So oh. I must have been in a really foul mood. <laughs> yeah, if that's when you saw me. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. That was a bit random seeing you in Aberfeldy because so we didn't actually expect to meet. But I know. Fate, got, fate, fate brought us together, Absolutely. Tom. Absolutely. Like magnets. Mm. So, so me, it was, a, it was a good week last week. So I uh, bumped it up again. I was 87 miles last week. So um, I had so Monday an easy hour. Tuesday, I was 12 by a minute on and off, which was good. So sort of somewhere around half marathon, 10k pace, just getting a bit of bit of speed in the legs. Uh, I was helping out. At, well, we have a club handicap race on Tuesday night, so I, I sort of rattled that fart like in before that. Um, on 
I had a, on Wednesday I had a, another another easy double, so four at lunch and then eight in the, in the evening. On Thursday, so a bit different. I had an easy four in the evening, but at lunch I did a steady eight, so I was uh, a bit a bit a bit quicker than usual. So I was about six twenty minute miling, which I was uh, which was good, just to a bit more effort in there. And that was ahead of a session on Friday. So on Friday I did a a wave run, I guess. Uh, I know you're a big advocate of those. So that was five by two k with a, a kilometer yep. with a kilometer float. So the two k's. Uh, were sort of starting off about marathon pace and then bringing them down. I did. I felt really good. I've got to say. So, um, yeah, finished the finished the last couple at sort of five thirty-five pace, which was good. So I did that down at Duffy Park actually, which is a park in Aberdeen. The lap is is exactly a K. So it's really useful. All right. Okay. So it was really useful to do the to do two lap effort and then a kilometer straight into a continuous recovery at sort of six forty pace. Um. So yeah, really, really pleased with that session. Felt really good, and um, and yeah, that's it. I feel like the sort of speed endurance is coming back now, which is cool. And then, as you said, similar, we were in Aberfeldy on the weekend, so I got a, a lovely little eleven miler on Saturday morning, out along the the north side of the Tay, and then back on the south side, and that was cool. Lovely. And, and then on Sunday, obviously, I had a solo run because you were in your in your scratcher Not still. Bad. But I got mm. out. I got out and did uh, 20 miles, and it, you know, a really nice route, lumpy route. I went, started in Aberfeldy and went sort of up onto the hillside and went down or up the valley, if you like, towards um, Loch Tay, dropped down to Kenmore, inadvertently ran onto the, the road, this the run section of the Aberfeldy Triathlon, ran, ran the leaders, the leaders came past me, um, ran through the transition area, saw my mate, an active route founder, who we will get on at some stage, George Ashley. So I spoke to the Gash for a bit, and the Gash, the Gash legend that is, and also his lackey, who is James Waldy, who also had a good run. We'll talk about that. So I saw those two had a bit of a chat yeah. with him, and then cracked on with my run. Saw Debbie coming in to transition on her bike, gave her a wee shout, and then I cracked on and went up over the up the back of the, the that same hill, up onto the the moors, if you like, behind. Aberfeldy and then drop down. I tell you what, seriously steep road coming out of Aberfeldy. I saw it came more up that hill. Absolutely brutal. And you know when you go on a road and there's a, there's a chalk mark that says an arrow that says hill race. You think right, okay, yeah. this is the Ucha. So yeah, so really good run, nice and easy, 20 miles. Pleased with that to round off a, a good week. So it's a good yeah. uh, 80, 80 mile week. I see 81.9 yeah. miles. Uh, I'm looking at the averages, and, and it appears that the last four weeks you're averaging about 82 miles a week yeah, versus together. my 65 in the last four weeks. So, so you're trumping <laughs> me there, buddy. I'm trumping <laughs> you there, but I think that's for, yeah. We'll see. We'll, I think we're uh, we'll let's not remember you that you that quiet. You've got a recovery week in there, and you've got 100 mile last week. So, but no, it's good. Good to get the miles in. I need to get my finger out. That's what I need to do. Uh, you've got time, mate. You've got time. You've got as you said, you've got the endurance. So anyway, that's cool. So we're, um, I guess we're both having a, a solid week there. Um, none of us were racing, but that's not to say there were not races in the, on the calendar. And uh, we actually had the, there was a few. I, you know, when we were preparing this, I thought, Do you know what, there was no races last weekend. And I sat down and, on our shared document, we we're both working at the same time. You'd already rattled out a couple, and I looked on the Scottish, oh, sorry, the Power Ten results, and actually there was a fair few races last weekend. There was, yeah. Um... Just a little bit about how we run the notes. Uh, run the notes. We 
uh, create the notes. We do it as like like Tom mentioned, a, a shared drive. And what actually happens is um, we end up slagging each other off in it because you can see in real time what people you know what what the other person's writing. So it's it's actually quite quite um quite enjoyable you know for my little simple mind that it's, hey uh, it entertains me every week to, it, it, that's it right so <laughs> yeah so mo- moving on to the results um we'll, we'll just battle on battle on through with them yeah um we first off we had the near and half marathon um it was a windy day apparently but looking at the the winner of the result you wouldn't expect it was that windy because he, he he broke 70 minutes um and i know it was a pretty ferocious wind um, so that was James Hoad, uh, James Hoad from Aberdeen Athletics Club. Uh, it's fairly rattling in the results just now and running really well. He ran 69.59. John Newsom had a good run um, from Inverness Harriers in 73 minutes and 46. And uh, our good old man, um, new Metro recruit, Jason Kelly, uh, running for Stonehaven. So the transfer's not, not been finalised yet. He uh, had another good run, 75 minutes and 47. So as you said, Tom, last week, certainly more to come in a, a quick course for, for Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, women's, pardon me, women's results, um, I can only see the winner um, looking down the field, Rachel McCaig, uh, who won it in 95 minutes. Very good. Further, there you go. So further south, we had the Paisley 10K, which is uh, one that I've actually had on my radar for a wee while, because it's supposed to be a a flat, fast course, from what I understand. And to be honest, that's reflecting some pretty good times. We had uh, one by Ewan Gillen, Gillum, sorry, of Kilbarkney C in 30.47. In second place with Lachlan Oates, 31.14. Uh, I think he may have been quicker before. I don't actually have his PV in front of me. And uh, in third place, Daniel Bradford of Shelston, who ran 3121. And on the women's side, the the winner was Fanula Ross of Shettleston, who ran 34.09. And unfortunately, the results page I've got doesn't actually tell why. I can go into page two. And the second woman was Gemma Rankin, Kabarkin in 36.03, uh, with a third place going to, excuse my unprofessionalism as I scroll to the next page, third place, third woman was Joe Williams of Lothian RC. So... Uh, thirty-seven fifteen for her, so pretty competitive on on both sides there. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you mentioned Lachlan Oates. He he's um he is a, he's another quick a quick runner. Um, he's done a sub thirty for a ten thousand meters. Um, he's he yeah on the track twenty nine forty eight this year, and um for the ten k he's ran thirty minutes and eleven. He's also uh, I think he was in the podium for the in the Scottish Cross Country Championship. So um yeah, really good. Obviously not maybe you'll be disappointed with that, but yeah, I've I've actually done Paisley Ten K, Tom. Um have you? And I, yeah, it's I quite I quite enjoy the race. It's quite it's the fast the first the first half of it's certainly quicker than the second half. Um I find the second half uh is a lot I mean I, I struggled quite quite a lot in the, the first um you know, in the second half, just because I went off far too fast. Uh, I think I, I was about 15.10 for the first 5K, and then uh, I, I, I was like 16.20 for the second half of the 5K. So that was my own stupidity for going off too hard. Um, and I think I was fourth, for, fourth in the, at that time. Um, I think it was like 31.40 something. So, 
Uh, but yeah, certainly, uh, certainly a good course, good race to do. Busy, busy, fe- busy field. Um, Three thousand people do it, so definitely recommend it for anyone looking for a, a quickish time for next year. Cool. So yeah, so mo- moving on, we again we're going to go back up north. We had, I'm just going to mention this one briefly. The fourth for ten k was on as well. Um, so the winner of that was um, the veteran Michael Carroll, Mike Carroll, who's been around the circuit for some time. And again, he's he's a talented guy. He's he's been on like like I said, he's he's run the Baker Hughes 10k a few times. Um, I think he's a 30 minute 10k runner back in his prime, and so he's still mixing it up at the ripe old age of 40 something. Not sure what it is, but um, and again another uh, cracking runner is Rui Campbell from Abroad Footers who was second in 34.52. So again, he's another talented guy who has um, has been hitting the, you know, doing well as a senior in the, the last kind of couple of decades. So yeah, well done uh, those two guys. And third and first senior was Chris Earl uh, from Dundee in 36.01. Now good old mention, a good old shout out to Rankin Lascelles of Metro who was second senior so and he he hit a 36 15 so well done to Rankin he's coming on as well um so great result and the first female was Sheena Logan from Fife against Sheena tends to get quite a lot of mentions yeah so. she is Sheena but, is Sheena but, is a star primary product like myself absolutely um yeah so worthy of a mention um so keep it up Sheena so second place was Michelle Bruce uh, of Dundee Roadrunners in 37.59 quick times and third place was Jennifer Learmouth, Learmouth of Dundee again Very 39.32 the one so, the one other shout I'm going to give out is uh, Mr Nick Bryan my dad he was uh, running 52.04 a little bit disappointing for him he was saying but it is a retirement PB so kudos to dad getting that in good run well done well done Nick Tom's dad Tom and Helen's dad, yeah. Nick. Well done. Good, good result. Um, keep it up. You, you're gonna, you're gonna go past <laughs> Tom at some, at some point. Um, he's always looking behind his shoulder these days. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that was so. I, I was, well, was going to say. So just to continue on with our, um, with the races results, we also had the Taco North Hill race, which is up uh, our neck of the woods, a bit further north, and that was won by uh, James Tully, uh, thirty-six thirty-one for James. Highland Hill runners he's down as. I didn't realise if it's the, the James Tully, I think it is. I wasn't aware he was a Highland Hill runner, but there you go. Second place to Clyde Williamson of Cosmic Hill Bashers, 38.17. And third, D-side runners Peter Henry in 38.49. So real domination there, as you would expect, by the by the Hill Running Clubs. By the, by the Hill Bashers, the Hill Runners. Absolutely. Good results there. And that was the um, same on the I, women's side as well, with Veronique Holden of Cosmic's. Winning that in forty-two thirty-nine. Fantastic. And uh, lastly, but not least, we had the Scottish Hill Running Championships uh, in the Ockles. So we had um, again Andy Fallers from Carnefi. He uh, he ran that race, and second place was James Waldy. And third place was oh god, Tom, you're gonna have to help me out. I didn't I didn't upload the results here. So. Uh, a little, a little error. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Sorry, uh, oh dear. Sorry, if, right, come on. Me... I, I, I pressed the wrong link. Copied the wrong link. Hold on, hold on. You this can is... have some silence. Silence is probably this quite is... good this... for me. So what I saw, um, as I said, I saw James on 
Sunday at the triathlon, the Aberfeldshire triathlon, he was uh, he was carrying George Ashley's bag for him at the uh, at the active route stand, and he was uh, he really he was sounding pretty chuffed. You know that was his. He was saying that's his first uh, senior medal, I believe, senior Scottish medal, I believe, at the Hill Run Champ. So really good for him. He's obviously a real talent, and um, yeah, I look forward to hopefully seeing a, uh, more from him in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually managed to catch up with James as well, and it was it was a pleasure. Um, he's uh, the la- I think the last time I actually proper properly saw him, he was a little bit he was a bit smaller actually, and uh, you know, not I wouldn't say chubbier, but he, he just had a little bit more of a, a chubbier face. Not saying you're not saying he was fat or anything like that. Probably, oh God, he's he's going to hate me. You know, he listens to this. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's he's doing really well. He's improved so much in his running, and uh, really really good to see him mixing it up and getting a silver medal at the Scottish Championships. So Absolutely. awesome result, James. Uh, keep it up, and hopefully get you on the show to speak some speak some sense compared to what myself and Tom do. Have you got hold of those? Have you got hold of those results yet? I have. Yes. All uh, right. So third good. place was Alistair Thur- Thurlbeck, uh from Shettleston, uh, first under twenty three. And we had the first female was Catriona Buchanan from local hill runners. So again, it'll just be outside her outside her doorstep, um, the hills of the Oakles. And third, second place was Jill Stephen HBT, and finally third was Tessa Strain. So there you go. That's uh, that rounds up the results for this week, Tom. Fantastic. Right. So we've got, as I say, we've got a lot on this week. So we're going to try and move on and not rifle waffle on too much. So. Here we go. Well, right now we're going to go into the part two of the discussion with Charlie Bannerman. Enjoy that. We talked a bit about you know Scottish athletics and at the start and you know and athletics in Scotland more generally. What um, you know one thing Kyle and I have been we've been you know we were talking the other day about you know if you picked your 2020 Olympic team right now which Scots would be in it type thing. So and it made, it made us think. What is your in terms of Scottish athletics, you know, we talked about some really good things earlier and the depth. Athletics in Scotland, what do you think needs to be needs to be done to continue to to you know to promote athletics, to bring the level up, and really you know um, continue with this recent surge that we we've had? I think the fair extent, a fair bit of uh, of steady as you go. Um, I, you know, I, I think they did several years ago now um, lose their way in terms of failing to get clubs on board and the need of, uh, of club athletes. I've always been a great believer in the club. I think the club is the absolute central element of the sport. If, if you don't have clubs, you will not get your elite athletes. Um, and then, in terms of the, the job Scotland, thing, I, I always argue that that was separate from Scottish athletics because you know, it, there was no... The, it's a competitive sport, and that element of it didn't didn't come in come in there. So yeah, the club is the absolute centre point, and you know I think what they've been getting more right uh, in recent years is they've returned um, to their core value um, of the of, of the club. Um, I'm not entirely convinced there's been not a, a bit of a coaching deficit. I'm, I I need to be a bit careful about put like I, I don't want to to sound either too elitist or um, too self-satisfied or too many of the other things you might be critical about. But um, I think over the last 20, 25 years, um, there's been a tendency 
for the sport to fall away from its central competitive values. You know, I think, for instance, that you know, fun athletic stuff, sports hall. You know, I think these are a complete disaster. Um, but you know, I just wonder how much of that rubbed off at the time on people coming into the sport, and mm-hmm. as a result, hasn't you know entirely moved out again. And I just wonder if you know some coaches, how do I put this diplomatically? Fully realised the the benefits and the potential of total commitment and you know what can be done, what is required, um, because of the obviously less productive environment uh, that they they and maybe the generation before them came into the sport under. So I, I think a bit of hardening up of the uh, of the coaching process. On the other hand, that's improved a lot as well because um, well at Inverness areas we have this. Uh, Term for it, beanbags and hula hoops. Um, you know, and in fact, our beanbags and hula hoops that we did have during the 90s, I'm afraid, they were ceremoniously <laughs> binned um, <laughs> se- several years ago. I think it was Charlie Fogg that um, uh, ceremony would bin, bin them. Um, so I, I think a bit of a, a more hard nosed attitude to, um, to, to coaching is required as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure the governing body is um, aware of that. As far as endurance is concerned, and you know, I've chatted to them, you know, very constructively about this. I felt a couple of years ago that um, the road running program, in particular, it was too clustered. There were a couple of clusters: um, one in the spring and one in the um, in the autumn. I mean, for instance, the half marathon and the marathon—they were on consecutive weekends. That was so ridiculous. Like, that's no longer the case because the marathon has been moved away from the Inverness so the half remains at the Great Scottish Run. Mm-hmm. And similarly, there, there was this absolute glut of stuff um, in April and May. Where, as you, as, you, as you said earlier on, July, you, you, you can't find a 10K. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think there's, there's a bit of rearrangement uh, needed there as well. That's purely from, from, from the endurance point of view. But, I mean, things must be improving if club numbers are going up if uh, we're getting all these people into major championships and if we're getting a return to the strength and depth that we've been used to more in earlier decades. No, I, I agree. I mean, I think generally, I, I mean, I'm very positive about athletics in Scotland particularly. You, know, you only have to go to the, the national cross-country to, to see that. Um, I think it's an interesting point you make about coaching and that's something that, you know, struck me, you know, as someone who's a, you know, one of the senior club members at our club. But, you know, when I look at our from a coaching perspective, we're lucky we've got two two coaches, Jackie Stewart and Peter Jennings. But we are beyond that. I, I worry that in you know um, there's no there's no next generation of coaches, and it's not been. I don't see the I don't see a push to get more coaches involved. Um, you know, it's it's the there's, you know the type of thing a few of us have discussed. You know, even with Kyle, maybe one day it'd be good to do and do the badges. But it'd be in, it's. I'm I'm wondering how how Scottish Athletics can push that better to get more to get the to feed the coaching train a bit more. I mean, there's obviously guys like you know Derek Hawkins. I understand is doing a, a great job coming coaching now, um, and uh, yeah, I think that's something they need to push a bit more. I think actually not only athletics but sport in general has got a big problem coming up in in, in a few years' time, in as much as. Um, yeah, okay, the, the, the likes of um, PVG um, uh, clearance and, and, and so on, that, that's absolutely essential 
Um, although you would think that the whole of sport had a problem because football has been revealed as having a problem. I, I don't think we do have a problem in, in athletics. But also what you're allowed to coach with whatever um, certification you have and so on. Data protection, you know, all, all this kind of stuff. There's so much red tape. You know, and I would challenge whether a certain amount of it is necessary. There's so much red tape that people who are volunteers have to go through that... Um, I actually fear for the future of community sport, and that includes athletics clubs, um, because I think that there's a deterrent there to folk um, you know, t- taking on these responsibilities because of the amount of red tape that's um, associated uh, with this kind of thing. I mean, for instance, coaches from our club were approached by staff from the, from the chat in Inverness when they were coming in to do some hurdles. And they're asked for their PVG clearance, um, their risk assessment, inevitable risk assessment, um, and their coaching certificate just to come in to, to, to do this. Whereas I believe in Aberdeen, you can just wander on and it's very user-friendly. But yeah. there's, there's a lot of this political correctness, if you like, um, that much of it not needed, but mm. I think is, is in danger of strangling uh, community sport. Mm. No, I would, I would agree with that. Um... The I think the the last you know the last thing on on would be how how do you think I mean obviously club numbers are, are continue to grow we touched on earlier on some of the potential areas where you know runners are maybe getting caught or, or diverted away from the club scene how do you think or what do you think clubs need to be doing to to continue to 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 take in new members and to you know promote athletics and, and develop the next generation of runners. Oh, gosh, I mean, that, that question has been on the go for so long, and I don't think there's ever been um, a satisfactory answer to it. And I think it comes in, in, in two parts. There, there's junior kids, and then there's, um, you know, your older, your older runners. I mean, as, as far as your, your junior kids are concerned, yeah, we found in Inverness that the 2012 Olympics and 2014 Commonwealth Games definitely brought in numbers you know, we were unprecedented numbers. I think membership was up around 450 at one point. It's dropped back to, I think, mid-300s um, now. So I think the, maybe the impetus of that legacy has um, uh, just wound down a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, part of the difficulty is you can get people through the door, but particularly in terms of youngsters, I mean, we're, we are competitive athletics clubs. We are not... Um, babysitting services, and the, 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 there's another there's, there's another issue because it's it's productive recruitment you want. Yeah. Um, but yet at the other extreme from that, you get people who, who won't compete. But then the, there's the, the, the double-edged sword. Some people compete far too much. You know, some kids in, in particular, I, I think, you know, compete far too much, and you've got to get a, a balance there. But I'm 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 not really answering your question in terms of recruitment. Um, well. With youngsters, you can, you can go down schools. Um, you can just do a bit, a bit of uh, media PR. As far as adults are concerned, well, I just wish that, that um, the other running groups that there are about would put you know some people in in our direction. The other thing you got to remember is that compared with two, three decades ago, there are far more sports about. There are far more options. Yeah. There's goodness knows how many. Um, martial arts and, uh, and so on and we've got genuine competition now 
for for athletes. So I think I've, that's actually been a very long winded way of saying I don't know. <laughs> no, I think I mean your all all the points are are spot on. I think one one thing I think Scottish Athletics are I think are doing an excellent job of is is promotion at the top level. I mean you only have to look at their the social media feeds, their you know the website. There's a real promotion of of what is good in Scottish athletics at the moment, and things like the Lindsay's Trophy for the cross country series to really promote participation is great. Um, it's uh, you know and get numbers to these events and make these events successful, which is good. I think the spread of on a one area we've had a bit of a concern about being you know Aberdeen. We're so far north yet we're East District. Is you know we go to an East District event and it's in Hoyt. You know it's uh, a long way to go for 4K, and I think that that makes it difficult in terms of you know when they're trying to promote the um, the cross country circuit. But I think generally they're doing a they are doing a good job promoting, and it's just the clubs need to to step up a bit. I mean, we we are we're the biggest club in Aberdeen. We sit at around about 300 members. Of that, I would say you've probably got less than 100 who are competitive. But again, you, you've got all elements, which is good. Um, so, so well, I'm, I'm going to pick up one thing from that and say it's a fellow northeaster or north or northeaster, and it, it, it's it's isn't specific to athletics. It's a central belt thing. But I mean, I, I think they think that people in Aberdeen, the people in Venice, the people in Thurso, you know, we all live in adjacent black houses <laughs> yes. and we hide each other's claymores and muskets in the thatch, you know, and we're just a single community, the North, and it starts when you get past that, <laughs> and yeah. they, they don't realise that. I mean, for instance, as you said, to go from Aberdeen to Hoyt. Or for a North District Championship, you could have to travel from Stornoway to Peterhead. Yeah, that's true. That's a and even even for I mean you know it's great you come you you know Jenny comes and competes at the three k and some of the guys came across for the ten k. Aberdeen Inverness is not a, a short trip, and there's a you know it's a I guess that maybe is the, that's one of the things I think was so good about the Campus 5K is that it's, you know, it's in, let's be honest, it's Inverness, you're pulling from really Inverness surrounding areas and, you know, and, and let's say the northeast as well, and yet you had a good turnout of, of strong runners, which is which is great. Um, you, you also mentioned Scottish Athletics projecting itself, um, you know, in, in, in the public domain, and yeah, I actually think, uh, I want to make a point of this, you know, they are doing a very good job. Um, and you know, by name, I mean Peter Jordan is the head of communications. Um, and, you know, I, I work in a, in a sort of journalistic capacity. I, I work, you know, a bit in conjunction with him. I, I think he's doing a great job along with his assistant Sue Guyford. Um, you know, he's sending great stuff back from Berlin, for instance, last, last week. And I think that is very important. I mean, for instance, when, when you can get um, an outcome on Twitter of uh, a uh, the result of a, of a half a marathon of a Scottish team in, in Denmark, um, just within minutes, and you know that happened. I, I think maybe it happened when, when Fiona was out there. That's right. Uh, and it certainly happened when when I was out there a couple of times with Jenny. You know that kind of thing. It's just it's just no bother. They're getting everything out, and it's, it's so much better than than it used to be some some years ago. So yeah, I, th- I think you made a very important point there too. Yeah. No, I know we've had a uh, I've actually engaged with. Peter, you know, and they were kind enough, Scottish Athletics, and well, let's be honest, Peter, Jordan, and his team to to give the the podcast a bit of promotion, and I thought that was really, and they've done it with other other you know media podcast type thing. It's really good to see them doing that, and I think that's they should continue to do that. Um, on the on the subject, then of, we we sort of danced onto the subject of, of the northeast. I think that's a good one to close on. So northeast, particularly northeast women, um, are doing incredibly well. Um, and, and any uh, 
any re- do you see any reason for that? And do you think um, do you think they'll continue to to keep that strength? I'm I'm a great believer in things being a bit cyclical, and uh, particularly when when there's a relatively small when it's working from a relatively small statistical base, I think you get a lot of statistical um, variation, um, and you know even the Scottish scene is quite a small statistical base. The northeast, north and northeast, you know that's less than twenty percent of the population. It's um, it's even smaller. I think apart perhaps. From a lot of them working off each other, but when you do get that dynamic up, um, you know, I I think it, it maybe that we're we've just got a wee bit lucky at, at the moment. But on the other hand, you know, we've got they're they're doing extremely well. Then I maybe contradicting myself a wee bit because if, if you look at um, villages like Newton Moor and Canusi, the way that small communities like that can keep banging out successful shinty teams. You know, mm-hmm. If it gets into the community, and I don't think athletics quite gets into the community to, to, to that extent, but I, I, I think that apart from, you know, there's obviously a lot of good work going on up in the north and, uh, and northeast, but I think also to some extent, you know, we've been, we're just fairly fortunate at the moment. I think, and I think one thing I've noticed, you know, obviously being, you know, seeing Fiona re- uh, and, you know, her reaction to a lot of what's going on, you know, is when, there's a there's a there's a real there's a friendly competitiveness up here and there's a there's a real I think there's a real sense of camaraderie. I mean to see you know Fiona obviously goes into these races really sort of relishing running against Jenny and Nicola and you know Claire Bruce and you know who's coming through and but equally there's a real delight when Jenny or Nicola have been selected for Scotland. You know, I think there's a real sense of you know I think that that sort of group that has in the northeast generally and that even widens you know as you said you've got even more so mary um you know anna really strong girls up here i think there's a sense of uh i think there's they're pushing each other on over the over the last year or two um well it, once I, I would mention last uh last year's uh lead david dash in oh yeah where of the five um top scottish women we had Mary, we had Fiona, we had Jenny, and we had Nicola. Yeah. Um, and also, at Janadel Simpson was, was actually uh, born in Lockheedmouth. Oh, was she? Uh, okay. but, so there you go. But you know, that, that was that was a fair display for you know maybe not quite the Press and Journal's uh, proverbial northeast man, but uh, northeast woman. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Great. Right. So before I let you go, um, Charlie, I'm going to have to do some fart-like questions with you. So um, uh-huh. I'm going to rattle off some questions and just qu- first thing that comes to the mind, uh, you can answer these. So are you ready? Yeah, well, I'll probably take the first two or three to find out what this is about, but <laughs> so let's go for it. Right. Favourite running race? Favourite running race, Armagh 3K. Rest day or recovery run? Rest day. Favourite movie? Uh, or the longest day. Running hero? Oh gosh, that that is virtually impossible. I've had to think for, for for so long about that. Um, I think I have to pass on that for uh, the excess of options. Okay, no problem. Early morning or late night run? Depends on the individual. Okay, pre-race meal? Um, well, from my own point of view, um, I, I, I'm awful. I, I this is due to the fact that for, for years I, I had a five o'clock lecture. Uh, at least for, for a couple of years at the 5 o'clock lecture at university and then um, I was training with Bill Walker at 7 o'clock at Meadowbank so I was actually eating in between 
Um, but uh, I, I can eat pretty close to to, to, to raisins. Other people, they've got the hours hours before. But I would go mince and tatties. And I would have <laughs> oh, nice, classic. I like it. Least favorite running race. Least favorite running race. Um, I'll be more ten k and a half marathons. It's a complete rip off. Oh, amen, amen. Cool or a vet? Cool. Hawkins or Butcher? Um, a draw. Inverness Harriers or Inverness Cali Thistle? Uh, Inverness Harriers. Favorite shoe? Um, flip flops going away for warm weather training in Ventura. <laughs> Favorite training session? Um, when I was an athlete, it was four four hundreds with uh, ten minute recoveries. Um, as a, as a coach, I think I would probably go for uh, five by a k with two minute recoveries. This might be an easier one. Favorite athlete? Oh, Jenny Barron has got to be. And lastly, favourite place to run? The, the athlete's favourite place to run. Favourite place oh, to I, run? I think, oh yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've got to give it the Inverness campus, haven't we? Oh, very good. Great, great answer. Charlie, thank you so much. That's been really a great discussion. I could talk to you for hours about um, athletics and coaching. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll get you back on the show uh, before too long, maybe to catch up on the, on the season. Um, no bother at all, okay. Tom. I think I'll need to catch you out in the pub some night. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe we'll need to come up for uh, uh, maybe the post-Inverness uh, 10K later in the year. Aye, there you go. Fantastic. Anyway, well, all the best and we'll speak to you soon. Okay, Tom. Thanks Cheers, a lot. Cheers, Charlie. Bye. Fantastic interview, Charlie and Tom. Thank you very much for that. Really insightful again. Um, and yeah, again, like you said, Tom will certainly have to get Charlie back in the show to to speak more sense um, in the running, the running world of of um, of in, in tar- on the Tartan Running Shorts podcast. So excellent. Absolutely. So we're going to move on to another interview uh, with top class um, former GB international athlete and Commonwealth Games runner. Um, in back in oh god, nineteen eighty something was it? I'm sure Fraser will tell us the next time he comes on, and or have a look yourself. Um, this. Fraser's got Fraser Klein's got an amazing CV, so really, really, really huge privilege to to speak to Fraser. Um, so yeah, here it comes. So this is a preview for the Great Aberdeen Run. Okay, um, we have Fraser Klein here. Uh, he's been on the show before, which is and it was a, a really good insight. I can't remember what episode it was, um, but really insightful. So. Uh, if you haven't already listened to Fraser's first um, uh, account of, of training, and I can't remember, it was all, all about training and marathon training. And, yeah, uh, I can't remember. He asked was, an old man uh, to remember exactly, a couple of yeah. months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what we spoke about. <laughs> but anyway, definitely uh, listen to that to that podcast. But um, we're, today we're just going to mention about the Great Aberdeen Run. Obviously, we've, we've been doing a little bit of um, kind of promotion on, on, on the Great Aberdeen Run, uh, just because it's such an exciting event for for the city, um, and uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely attract, it has attracted quite a number of, 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 of runners going along to it, um, so yeah, so just, uh, I've had an introduction with Fraser before, but he is um, a former GB internationalist, uh, he's a two, two, three, 11, oh god, that's so bad, I should know that off by heart, <laughs> 211 marathon runner, so this guy knows what he's talking about, 
more so than many other people, many other uh, runners. Um, so yeah, really good advice he, he, he always brings to the table. So um, so yeah, just an uh, overview of, of the Great Aberdeen run, Fraser. So yeah, I mean, I, th I think this will be the second year of the Great Aberdeen run. Last year's inaugural event was a huge success, over 7,000 runners taking part and a massive a number of spectators out cheering everybody on. And hopefully this year's, which is a week on Sunday or next Sunday, That's right, yeah, 26th, week, of August, 26th of August, 26th of August, yeah, will be equally successful. Um, certainly a lot of, as you say, a lot of good runners taking part both in the 10k and the half marathon. Um, half marathon entries have closed, but I believe you can still enter the 10k really? up until Friday the 24th at 4 p.m. But if you do that, you need to collect your number from Run for It on the Saturday or at the race info point on Union Street on Sunday. So there's still a chance to take part if you want to sign up for the 10K only. Um, and hopefully we'll see lots of people coming out to, to watch again. It was a fantastic, as I say, last year. We want to encourage as many people as possible. Come out and cheer on the runners if you're not taking part. Cheer on your friends and, and enjoy the whole occasion. It was a fantastic experience last year. Yeah, I completely agree, Fraser. Um, uh, you know, for obviously we've had other events in the city, um, which has, has been really good. But this has taken taken the whole city and close not closing the whole city. It's still obviously open for everyone to to come along. Um, but you know, I, what I found was uh, parking was quite easy because you've got Union Street where the start line is. But there's so many places that you can park. Um, okay, some of the roads are closed, but. Um, have a look on the website and there'll be some I'm sure there's a bit of advice on what roads are closed and where you can park as well but yeah. it is a Sunday morning so it's going to be quite quiet um, other than the runners who are going to be wandering about in their short shorts no doubt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah um, I, mean, I, I think you're absolutely right I mean, the proof of it last year was the, the turnout of people in the city centre people could obviously get there without any great problem the thing that amazed me was that unusually in the days afterwards, I didn't hear any complaints at all. You know, all I heard was positive things about the event. And, and quite rightly, you know, it was a, an amazing scene to see Union Street just solid yeah. with masses of runners. Yeah. Um, just great to see that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even the start line as well, you know, there was so many people lined up on, on Union Street. Now, I don't know if that's, has that ever happened? The sheer volume of people on Union Street, on the road of Union Street, you know, other than... The, the celebrate Aberdeen parades, but I don't even yeah. think you get that volume of people on the road and uh, on closed roads. Probably not, um, and, and certainly not taking part in a, a sporting event. I mean, yeah. Aberdeen's got some great events now, like the the cycling event as well. But in terms of participation numbers, you know, there are very few events. I doubt if there's any other event in the city yeah. with that number of people taking part. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, for me, anyway, I think my highlight uh, was. The, the finish line, <laughs> <laughs> definitely the, the, the run up to the finish line. Number one because it was downhill, <laughs> and uh, number two I was struggling, so <laughs> I was glad to see the end. But the last one um, was the, the spectators, are, you know, at the, the side of the street, um, just cheering, cheering everyone on. And what a boost you got! You got that kind of feel that you get from like London Marathon when you you feel the crowds roar and it just really pushes you on. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. it wasn't enough to catch Robbie Simpson because he was already <laughs> finished by that point. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to, to the spectators lining up on the streets and um, and, and hopefully yeah. getting 
getting a quick time. So yeah, so you're doing the half marathon again? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm do, I'm going to do the half marathon again. Um, so hopefully one one place better. But uh, just I I don't know who's actually racing um, in, in my. Uh, in the half marathon, so I'm sure basically yeah, like well, you might have um, some, yeah, some you insight you, into the, the you, say, you say oh, I'll be one place higher. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you've got some good opposition uh, in the half marathon because the the leading entrant is uh, Welsh runner Chris Jones from. Right. Okay. He's based in Dundee, but uh, competes for Dundee Hockhill Harriers and for Swansea Harriers, and is an outstanding athlete over a whole range of distances. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I know we, we, he's been mentioned I think he's been mentioned in every episode of, of recent <laughs> results that he's, he's been, he's yeah. been doing and, well I mean, Chris uh, in June ran 13.45 for 5,000 metres on the track uh, which is brilliant that's, that's incredible um, worryingly for you uh, Kyle his half marathon PB is 1 hour 4.58 which he set when finishing second behind Robbie at Inverness this year but to quote Chris earlier this week I don't think I've done my best yet oh, right, for the okay. half marathon. So, 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 I to, so I don't need to run a mile faster than my PB. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, if he doesn't get a PB. But, yeah, but I, um, t- to be fair, I, I don't think he's looking for that sort of time um, in Aberdeen. He's uh, hoping to run in the Commonwealth half marathon in Cardiff in October. He's building up towards that. He's just coming off the back of representing Great Britain in the World Orienteering Championships yeah. in Latvia, where he finished 10th in the sprint distance race um, but he reckons he's, he's pretty fit but uh, we'll I, find I, out I think, I think if, even if, if Chris has got half a leg you'll, you'll still be <laughs> still be beating me in, in the, you know, this, the pace that he's running at at the moment um, so no yeah. it'll be, yeah. be good to, to have someone the, the calibre of Chris coming along to the event and you know I, again he's, he, he is one of the Scottish Britain's top, top distance runners so Mm. Attracting Chris up here is quite good, and uh, we, I think we, we mentioned um, we've already been in touch with him to try and get him on the show to just to chat about his training and uh, you know mm. how he's come to do well at an international level. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to, to yeah, hear from well, Chris. Um, as I say, his, his range is is amazing. You know, from yeah. thirteen forty five for five k, but he's run for Great Britain over ten thousand meters on yeah. the track. He's the Scottish cross-country champion yeah, he's course. a British orienteering international and he's got a handy half marathon PB yeah. so you know he's, he's got it all really yeah, you know yeah. well hopefully um, hopefully he hasn't looked at the course and um, you know some of the some of the signage is in the wrong place uh, <laughs> since he's probably going to be the first runner to run but hey ho you, you never know who's going to turn well, up um, anything can happen and, that's right yeah um, so but, that, that'll be, it'll be it's really good to but after that, it's down to all the local boys. There's oh, uh, some Kyle Gregg character oh, that's God, uh, that half marathon is probably a wee bit of a sprint for him these days, oh, given all these long races he's been doing recently. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we kind of chatted um, on the last episode. You know, I'm starting to try and focus on more speed work now, and um, for for Chicago, I suppose speed work from um, from an ultra to a, a half marathon perspective is isn't quite speed work speed work it's not like sprints or anything but um trying to find that that speed again is gonna it's proven a little bit a little bit of a challenge <laughs> Hello, um, you need so, to find it quick yeah, yeah. so who else <laughs> um, well, who else have we got well your um tartan 
Shorts podcast collaborator Tom Tom Bryan's well, Tom, Tom in will be there. Delighted yeah. to hear he's in, the, he's in the, the mix there. Yeah, well, it's in my elite list. Yeah, oh, brilliant. there you go, Tom. So, yeah. Fraser Bra half marathon champion 2017. Yeah, so, yeah, the only reason right. he went to that was for the food. So uh, yeah, well, yeah. that's the only reason. I I I go up to Fraser for that, I'm not interested in the race. It's it's got to be the best post-race uh, oh, yeah. stash you can get. By, by yeah. far, I mean it's probably the size of this this table that we're sitting at, which is about 20 meters long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're ever hungry, yeah, look out the dates of the Fraserburgh 10K <laughs> and the Fraserburgh Half Marathon, and head up to the Broch for that. Yeah. So Tom's doing it, yeah, and um, you know, really, just looking through the entry list as far as I can see. I mean the. the there's names in there people I've never heard of. There could be people from down south that yeah. we don't know about. But I think the, the local guys should be well to the fore. Tom Roche as well from Geary Gazelles. He's yeah. been running, having a great year. You know, He was third in the Scottish Marathon Championship, first over 40 there yeah. at Stirling. Um, set a course record at the Peterhead Half Marathon uh, this year, and he won the Dundee Half Marathon. So yeah. Tom will be... There yeah, or thereabouts, yeah, yeah. and we've got Jason Kelly, a young guy from Stonehaven. Yeah, again, he's been getting a lot of mentions in the in the yeah. last uh, couple of episodes. You know, he's winning a lot of the local races, and um, it's an, and I think you wrote an article uh, about about his um, his jump to from I think what was it? He was one or other. Oh yeah, half, half um, uh, ten miles. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. taken something about I can't remember now, but sixteen minutes off his. PB over yeah. a couple of years. Incredible. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, really good to see um, Jason improving. And, yeah, uh, well, he's, he's only 22 and he's he's getting better, you know, month by month. And yeah. won the Dice Half Marathon last week, of course, and a PB 115.05. So and that's not the quickest of courses, you know. It's no. quite a, it's on it's on that kind of gravelly track a lot of it, and mm. it does go slightly uphill. I don't know what the conditions were like, but. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it was okay, a wee bit of a breeze, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot more to come from him, and, and hopefully you know run even quicker again at Aberdeen in a in a decent quality field. Yeah. Um, the women's side, I think, um, seems to be fairly open. There's no obvious uh, from what I can see at the moment, unless yeah. there's some late elite gets parachuted in. But you're looking at the likes of Marie Marie Baxter and Ali Matthews um, from from Metro. At the moment, anyway, um, the 10K is looking really, Start, really good. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, so we had Robbie Simpson, of course. We won the half marathon last year. So you thought you were escaping him because he's gone to the 10K this year, but you got Chris Jones instead. Well, there you go. There you go. There's always, there's always someone to. to, yeah. to yeah. I might not even come second in the race. <laughs> but anyway, Robbie's doing the 10K, and the reason for that are um, because he has just done. I don't know if you've maybe mentioned the Sierra's in our race last week yeah. in which he finished uh, second again to Killian Jornet. Jornet um, but another fantastic run. It was his quickest ever oh. run over the course. Oh, oh right, okay. That's, um, that. So, That's you know, he's he's obviously running, Robbie's running really well and he has the um, Jungfrau Marathon in a couple of weeks, a couple yeah. of weeks after Great Aberdeen. So he thought 10K would be more manageable for him because he will just be recovering from Sierra Zinal yeah. and then begin to look at, at Jungfrau. Yeah, but I'm sure he'll still be um, very, very competitive. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, he, and, uh, a slow Robbie is still a fast Robbie, as as he indicated uh, even last last year when he was just coming off, um, you know, a lot of a lot of um, training and mm. uh, no relevant road road work at all. Um, so 
Yeah, yeah it'll be really good to see. And in, interestingly, uh, I know your next competitor is going <laughs> to be um, Kenny. You know, Kenny Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's a fascinating uh, contest given yeah. that Robbie's maybe not quite a hundred percent. No, I'm saying that in a in a very loose yeah. sense because he'll still be. <laughs> I mean, a say, Commonwealth bronze medalist. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's going to be even Robbie. Uh, 80% is going to be tough to beat yeah. but Kenny Kenny will be going into it relatively fresh he hasn't raced I don't think um, for about six weeks so he's been putting a block of training together yeah he has been on, on Strava I mean I encourage you to look at Kenny's Strava we, we uh, harp on about um, his recovery runs are below six minute or if not sub six minute run mile mm. mile mile and it just baffles me how when I do a recovery run, I can't even break eight minutes sometimes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But yeah, Kenny's been training really well. Um, so yeah, I'll be, I'll be really. I'd, I'd, I don't know who my favourite would be personally because Kenny has been training specifically for the 10k, and he's mm. every year, month on month, he's getting faster and faster. So yeah, um, and he's had a, a really good year, and I think he'll be up for this because he's the defending champion exactly, as well. Yeah, so so there's a lot yeah, at stake. Yeah, 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 it'll be really interesting to see how the the race develops and well course, Kenny's staying at ours the night before he did last oh, year well, so, his um, chances uh, gone if, then. if Robbie if Robbie is listening um, if you do want me to poison him with pizza <laughs> or, or anything like that then just let me know and uh, you can pay me afterwards yeah well <laughs> I, I think it'll take quite a lot to stop him from yeah. putting in a serious challenge anyway um, his PB of course 30-25 but his PB this year over 5k um, 10 miles and a half marathon so you know, yeah. again a bit like Chris Jones is running really well over a, a wide range of distances so fascinating duel there, behind that again we're probably a wee bit of a gap I would think, you've got guys like Darren Tom oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, who was second at Baker Hughes Did GE you? 10k That's right. um, this yeah, year, was in, uh, behind Robbie yeah, uh, albeit uh, maybe a couple of minutes yeah. behind um, but yeah. certainly for, for the podium he'll be Definitely but he's, you know, he's fairly consistent. He's based in Glasgow, runs for Shettleston, yeah. but he is from Aberdeen, uh, and has done the Baker Hughes race quite a number of times. But I think this will be his first time at the Great Aberdeen Run. So okay. it'll be interesting to see how he goes. And then our Metro colleague Cameron Strachan on the comeback trail. <laughs> um, Cameron Cameron Strachan's been been running pretty well. He's, yeah. know, he's improving again. You know, it's it's great to see him as a junior. He was he was a, a quick track runner cross country uh, he stopped running for, for a while and he's, he's back in the game yeah so, um, and he's uh, already got two 10k wins West Hill and Chapleton of Elswick uh, yeah, this he's, summer he's so. also got uh, he, he did the, um, I think he did the Metro Aberdeen open graded meeting or the Metro Aberdeen track championship oh, yeah, in 2000 yeah. and he ran a, an 8.49 um, which is pretty pretty speedy so yeah, yeah. I, I, you know mm. I, I'm not again we haven't really spoke about the, the course profile yet we can maybe add on to that but I wouldn't be surprised if if um, Cameron hits hits a PB in, in the well, 10k I would think so I mean his PB's ready for serious revision yeah. and um, as you say he'd been out of the game for about 10 years that, he's working his it. way back so and pressure's on Cammy. Yeah, yeah yeah you can do it <laughs> <laughs> and then we well, if we go to the women's race it's a Metro Aberdeen extravaganza with you know, a whole batch of great runners there yeah. led of course by Fiona Bryan uh, our Scotland international who won the 10k last year and this course is preparing for Frankfurt Marathon in late October but That's also uh, hopes to yeah, do the yeah. Commonwealth uh, half marathon in Cardiff 
in October as well. Um, so this will be part of the preparations for that for Fiona. Um, but again, you know, a whole heap of outstanding performances this year, winning the, the half marathon for Scotland in Denmark in May, uh, running for Scotland cross country as well, yeah. uh, winning oh, Baker Hughes again this year. Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, she would have to be, I would think, the, the clear favourite to, to retain the title. But behind her, we've got Nicola Gauld, who's again been yeah. a consistent performer for a long, long time. Yeah, absolutely, and I'd probably worth saying as well, Nicola's still got the, the quicker PB uh, over 10K. <laughs> and, uh, and where as, did she do that, Kyle? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> as, as I've maybe pointed out, at the, you know, I was I was second overall in, in first first male, and uh, Nicola was first overall in first female. So yeah, run um, Geary. Nine, 2008. 10 years ago. 10 years, Ten years ago, yeah. She ran, wait for it, she ran 33.58. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a real um, eye-opener for me and, and you know, impressive time at the, for, for Nicola. And that time, at the time, was in, in the top 20 Scottish overall rank, all-time rankings. Uh, I'm not sure if it still is now, but it wouldn't be far off. So, yeah. Um, so if Nicola does get back to her, her, her form, then just... So yeah, I'm not sure how well she's run at the moment. But she's had still. a few little niggles over yeah. the, the months, which has restricted her training a bit. But she's always competitive, and just look at her record this year. She's already clocked up four 10k wins at the beginning of the year at Lumfannon, Fraserburgh, the Metro Beach 10k, yeah. and uh, West Hill. Okay. So yeah, so she's got a good yeah. track record this season. And then um, Claire Bruce, who another Metro. Yeah, now Claire um, made her big breakthrough last year at the Great Scottish Run in Glasgow, where she was third in the 10k and a PB 3553. Which is a, a great time, yeah. Yeah, which you know I think made people sit up and take notice. And yeah. um, again, Claire's had one or two problems with injuries and illness over yeah. the period since then, but she won the um, Fraserburgh Half Marathon back in November. And this year, second to Fiona, the Baker Hughes GE 10K. And then last Sunday, was first at Dice in the half okay. marathon in about 1.24. It's a good bit off her PB, yeah. but she was cruising. She was not extended at all. A little tempo run, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, that's it. Just <laughs> jogging along. Yeah, yeah. Getting ready for, for Sunday. So. Yeah. And um, more metros. Kaylee Jarrett is running. Kaylee, we've got our first Scotland call up this year in the cross con- home oh, countries, that's right. cross country international. She's uh, won a couple of 10Ks, Bucky and Ben Romach. PB 36.43. So if she's running a form, she should be in the mix for a podium position. Yeah. And uh, Ginny, Ginny Barron, who was fifth last year in the Great Aberdeen Run, and also with Robbie did the Sierra Zanal race. Course, uh, yeah. yeah, great, great effort there from from Ginny. So depend on how well she's recovered from that as yeah. to how she'll do. But I'm sure she'll give it a good go. Uh, yeah, I mean Ginny's getting back to, to form. You know, she did. I know it's the, the Boyne Hill Highland Games, the hill race she, she won by a country mile, and mm. she just looked good. You know, when you, you see somebody who's look getting back to their their best, they just look fresh and they look springy and. Ginny certainly um, appears that she's she's getting back there. Obviously, going to have maybe a little bit of fatigue in her legs after the years and now. But um, yeah, really good mix of of that. 
Yeah, well, so, you know, I think uh, it's going to be fantastic to see how these races unfold. Yeah. So we've got the best of the locals taking part. That's and, it, yeah, uh, yeah. And a few from elsewhere, so it should be a, a great day. Brilliant, yeah. So in terms of the, the course, Fraser, I know obviously I, I did the half, um, and there's a slight, there's, it, there's a couple of slight changes to the, the half marathon course. Um, so it, it, it probably changes, everything remains the same. Um, so you go along the promenade at the start, you go mm. down, I um, can't remember the name of the road, uh, which takes you into the harbour and then you just basically go around the harbour mm. and then up from the Fitty, the Fitty all the way down the Bridge of Dawn along the promenade there and then you end up coming a lot, you go up King Street. Yeah, um, you should know you've no, run it. You're coming, you're cutting through um, over Brigabal Gowney. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I, previously you went up over the back of Hillhead and yeah. into Old Aberdeen. This time you go in through Seaton Park. Yeah. And I think you go up the hill at the cathedral and through Old Aberdeen that, that way. That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, uh, and then you go. I think you then go to the university grounds. Yeah. And do the the loop of the you campus. Then go back. Back into uh, along the promenade yeah and then take a right on the golf is it the links road yeah towards Pitodry, then towards uh over Nel- nelson road nelson street um, yeah. Mount Mount about, and then up you then head towards school road and then towards queen cross roundabout and then you take a almost an about turn and head back towards union street and that's where your your lovely downhill finishes. Yeah, in, yeah. In terms of the course, you know, it's uh, it's it's not the it's by all means not the fastest of courses, um, but it's it's an undulating course. Now I know some. I mean, I prefer an undulating course, and yeah. what goes up has to come down. So yeah, uh, I know there's been a lot of people who actually did get a personal best last year, and they haven't got a personal best in a flat course. Mm. So there's certainly a lot to be said on 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 them. Um, Right. On that it's got a potential to be a, a fairly quick course. I think so. You know, I, I agree entirely. I mean, I, I think undulating courses offer the potential for quicker times than flat courses for some people. It depends what you're you're more comfortable with. Yeah. You know, but flat courses are relentless. You never get a break. You never get any time to recover. Whereas if you're going up and down, okay, you're working a wee bit harder on the ups, but you're getting a little bit of a, a breather on the downhill. And if you're shortening your stride going up, stretching out a wee bit. On the flat, you know, you're working your muscle groups a little bit differently yeah. throughout the race. So sometimes some of them are getting a wee bit of a recovery, others are working hard. So I think you know courses that have these slight undulations are not necessarily any yeah. tougher. Could be even faster yeah, than, a, than a flat absolutely. course. The big yeah. thing for us is getting a calm day yeah, or a calm reasonably day, calm you know, day. The promenade or yeah. the wind behind you. But if you have got a bit of wind, I'm sure Fraser will agree. Yeah. Find somebody big to shelter behind, <laughs> and, uh, or a group. But certainly, a group work together in a group, and, and I'm sure that you'll, you'll get dragged along there. Um, so that's a half marathon. The 10k course <laughs> remains the same, I believe. Pretty much, right? other than yeah. they've cut out the, the awkward little turnaround at Pitodry. I think you just go straight on. Straight on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So should be save you a few seconds right, there maybe, I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know the, the, the finish is great because okay you've got that long gradual climb up through Carden Place to yeah. Queen's Cross but once you're at Queen's Cross all the way that last mile or so is all nice gradual downhill yeah, you're coming really into the finish? bigger crowds and you know you couldn't ask for a better finish than 
than that. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. So, um, so there'll be hopefully people are going to be listening to this before the before the race, and um, the, some of them, some of the listeners might not know. You know, they might still be a little bit worried about how it's all going to work. You know what, you know what to have for breakfast and like what kit to to wear. Um, so, kind of, what, what, Fraser, just from your own experience, what would you be recommending uh, on on the ra- the night before or the um, or the day before the race, like in terms of what to should you do a run the day before or should you well, have some breakfast or what, what's your? What well, I think I, I, I think the most basic advice? bit of advice is that whatever you do, make sure that you've tried it before. You know. You know, whatever your routine is before a race, the thing to think about is what time does the race start? I think um, the 10K is uh, 9 o'clock, 9.30. Yeah. Um, anyway, whatever time it is, check the time of your race. Exactly. Don't rely on us to tell you the time. <laughs> check the website. The website. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the important thing, no matter Great Aberdeen Run or whatever race it is, you need to think about is the race, if it's a nine o'clock start for a race, how often do you run at nine o'clock in the morning? If you haven't, if you don't normally do that, you need to, I know we're speaking about it now just on the eve of the race, but you need to practice, you, know, you need to prepare for that. So you need to do some of your running at nine o'clock to work out not just about how you feel running at nine o'clock, but when do you have to get up? What do you have to have for breakfast? How much of a gap between your breakfast and running do you need? All of these sort of things so that you've at least rehearsed it and, and you're not on the day suddenly finding, oh, this is a totally different situation. I don't know what to do. Um, it's interesting you say that. I mean, I'm sorry to butt in. Um, I remember emailing you about a year ago, uh, maybe even a couple of years ago, and I don't know why it was, but I just said, I'd just done a run on the promenade and I was hitting horrendous reps at six in the morning. And you said to me, Kyle, you just got up. You, I never ran quick at that time when I get up. but." that it's just getting it done and, and, and yeah. rehearsing it. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, you get, you get used, if, if that's what you have to do, you get used to doing that because yeah. you do it. But when you do it for the first time, it's, oh my God, you know, and it's the same with the race, you know, never, you know, if, if you always run in the evening and then your race is in the morning, you're putting yourself in a totally new situation. So it's best to find some way of rehearsing that beforehand. Um, but if you haven't, just still use the same principle you know just think about how much of a gap you need between eating and running don't change things you know whatever you normally do just keep with that you know i'm not going to tell you sausage bacon and eggs an hour before is perfect or porridge and a banana is perfect it's what you know what you're used to think about how long it takes to digest and get through your system so that you're, you're well prepared in terms of your final running preparations again it's depending on you how much running you do and what your experience is, but um, <clears throat> I, I am, I'm a believer in being as fresh as possible yeah. for the race and having a good taper into it. So the day before, I would always like to run for sure, just yeah. because you don't want to change things too much. If your body's used to running every day, you want to keep doing that. Yeah. Um, but it's in got terms a, of that, did you did you do like a long, like not a long run, but did you? How many miles before, like a, a key race, would you do, or how long would you run for the day before? You know, I'm not saying listeners are going to copy exactly that. <laughs> but what, what optimal? What yeah. do you think that optimal run was the day before a race? It depend on the circumstances, yeah. but for a big race, for an important race, I wouldn't do very much at all. Maybe uh, for a 10k, three or four miles. For me, that wouldn't have been a lot. Three or four miles, yeah. very easy. Uh, 
for longer races, probably about the same. I quite often used to like doing a few strides the day before, you know, like maybe half a dozen hundred metres efforts at 80% full effort just to stretch the legs and a walk or a jog back, you know, they're yeah. totally relaxed, just basically just to get the cardiovascular system working a little bit without putting any stress on it and getting the legs turning over. So, as I say, whatever I would do the day before, I would like to do something, but not a lot, and nothing that's going to take anything away from your performance. Yeah, Yeah, really good point. Uh, I think I'm the same. You know, I end up just doing about three or four miles, and and that's it. If I do any more, if I have a niggle, I'll just maybe not even do anything because I'm so paranoid that I'll get this niggle and I've trained so hard to, 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 to try and not let it happen so uh okay uh, that's brilliant um so yeah i think other than that is is there anything else that you think we should be no i mean i think you know we we're very lucky you know some people have all sorts of different views about these big big events but you know i I think we're lucky to have major events like this in the northeast having the great Aberdeen run baker hughes ge 10k the balmoral races run geary you know it's these big ones that capture people's imagination inspire them what motivate them want them to get out there and be doing it and that's what it's all about you know getting people out doing a bit of running uh, enjoying it and i think the bigger the event the more the sense of occasion the great feeling there is about it and it does inspire folk you know if you go back and think the impact the first london marathon had and the great north run had you know, before these events in the early 1980s, running was a minority sport. Yeah. Very few people did it. These events, events like this and the Great Aberdeen Run, have inspired tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people to get involved because they've seen other people doing it. And they've thought, oh, if they can do it, so can I. So, you know, we're fortunate to have it. We need to support these events and they're, they're great occasions. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, there's the, some of these big events is sometimes a bit of negativity behind them for, for whatever reason but when you look at the bigger picture and you've nailed it in the head like you've inspired all these people and not only have, you, have they been inspired but it's positively impacted on their lives for, mm. for whatever reason if it's reduced their um, improved their mental health if it's improved their physical well-being and um, it's they're quicker they're uh, achieving goals or Mm. reaching goals and getting personal best their, their, their podium and races like all these different things um, are, are, you know it's, it's such a, a, a lucky sport to, to yeah. be part of it is running because it's not a difficult sport to get involved in it's not a difficult sport <coughs> to all you need is, essentially is a pair of shoes not, not even a mm. pair of shoes sometimes yeah. you know you can go out and run yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a pretty it's simple sport simple sport um, and and you know, it's not that much money. You can put in as much money, feed, feed in as much money into, into the hobby, your hobby, or as little, and you, you can still have the same enjoyment out of it as well. So, definitely a, a sport which is very inclusive. Um, I, I would, I would say. So, so yeah. So other than that, um, yeah, thanks very much for, okay. for doing a wee review. <laughs> and, uh, we're going to try and get Fraser on a little bit more, um, just to interrogate him about his experiences. Um, <laughs> I've, I, I have, I have, uh, you know, that's me just asked him now, so uh, <laughs> he's probably going to hate right. me for it. But hey ho, um, yeah, I'll be back yeah, next year. Yeah, def- <laughs> definitely a positive experience. You know, um, the last episode when Fraser was, you know, we got a lot of um, really good feedback. So uh, yeah, thanks again for, for okay. Delighted to be part of it. Yeah, it's good. Great idea. Good. <laughs> Cheers.
Great, thanks for that, Fraser. That's uh, good to have Fraser back on. Fraser, the first two-time guest now for Tartan Running Shorts. He's part of the team. Yes, he he's, he's part of the TRS squaddy. Absolutely, so, yeah. It's, we uh, can, it's, I mean, the Christmas night out for TRS now will be at least it'll be not just me and you in the pub. There'll be three of us. <laughs> I, I heard that our, our wives don't even listen to the podcast anymore because no. it's that bad. Yeah, I, well, do you know, I mean, the listening numbers of, uh, are pretty solid. And considering that I know as a fact my own wife doesn't listen, that's uh, that that's quite good. So that's yeah, exactly. So you know we can we can talk as as much uh, we can slag them off as much as we can, and they won't even know. Absolutely. Um, Brilliant. So yeah, watch watch what you say. Um, so yeah, just probably another quick thing about the Great Aberdeen Run. We're, we're we've been going we're going to the press call, Tom. We are. How exciting is that going to be? So, Me and right, you. I know. Well, you say that. I when I got invited to the press call, I'm not sure. Am I car- am I there to carry your bag or carry Fiona's bag? I mean, it's surely, carry, surely that's why I'm there. Let's be honest. To carry to carry both our bags, Tom. <laughs> yeah, probably. So yeah. no, I'm I'm I feel like I'm really excited about going. I know that obviously I'm going on a. It's a, you know, the fact that we're the TRS side is cool. I'm, I got the email today. I'm looking forward to picking up my elite athlete wristband. So. So yeah, so what we're going to try and do is we'll hopefully try and do some kind of Facebook live coverage while we're there, just to give the listeners a bit of a, a feel for what's going on at the press call. Um, so yeah, that'll be really good. That that will be. We were ten- tempted to take the tartan running shorts, um, but to be honest, Tom, we're, we're representing the, you know, you're you're in the the elite end, so it's not about the tartan running shorts. Um, <laughs> we, we've, you, you've been. Awarded the press. We've been both awarded it on on our merit of our running. So yeah, um, and one of the favourites for the race. <laughs> that so. and the fact that Robbie Simpson is not around on Friday, nor is Chris Jones. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anyway, they're, they're, they're scraping at the bar. The scraping at the barrel now for us. Yeah, aren't they? Regardless, we we will go and we will represent. Uh, we will go. We will represent ourselves well. I'm looking forward I- to it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I can't I can't imagine there'd be hundreds of people there, but. I think it'll just be a, a wee a wee chat, um, but hey ho, it's always it's always good to get invited to these things. So what I will uh, say is to the listeners, so obviously we're both very excited about running this weekend. It's going to be good fun, a good good opportunity to race. I'm a big believer in supporting races in your own city. If uh, for all the uh, for all the listeners who are on the course, give us a come on tartan shorts shout. That's what we want to hear on the side yes. if we come past. Give us that shout. That's what we want. Absolutely. Um, we we are looking at getting tartan running shorts made up, and and hopefully it will be a little uh, a cheeky little business in the on the side, Tom, uh, selling yeah. tartan running <laughs> shorts. Eh? Absolutely. So if anyone knows any suppliers who 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 will be able to give us some tartan running shorts, that'd be fantastic. Um, Absolutely. Anyway, so with regard to the race, Kyle, let's put our balls on the line. What are you shooting for? In terms of time or placing. Oof, both, both, ucha. Um, in terms of placing, I would love to win it. Um, you know, never know what's going to happen in a race. I've been in races yeah. thinking I'm the underdog, and I've I've happened to 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 do quite well. Um, Chris Jones is one of the top endurance runners in Britain at the moment. He's a 1345. He's probably no doubt a 28, 29, 10k runner. He's a 64 half yeah. marathon runner. Yeah. I'm a 68 at my prime and my 30 minute. At my prime, which I'm certainly not in that shape just now. Um, so I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I'm going to struggle to to beat him, to be honest, uh, unless he breaks his leg or goes the wrong way. So any anyone who fancies changing the course, um, <laughs> for the for the first place, not the 
the, the other guys, um, feel free to. I'll pay you, pay a good price. Nice. Um. So yeah, in terms of uh, realistically a podium for me. Um, cool. Uh, second place would be great. And uh, time-wise, I'm going to compare it against my last year's time. I was 72. Um, I, uh, you know, I was obviously getting married, so I wasn't training as much. Um, this year, I've, I've, I've come from the ultra scene, starting to get my, my speed back. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit for a 71. Because um, nice. the, the course is, it's not the quickest of courses, but um, I'm going to treat the, the the race on Sunday as a as a race in terms of placing rather than time. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna turn that back to you, Tom. What's what's the what's the place in and what's the time? So very similar to yourself. Time wise, it's gonna be a, a comparison to last year. So last year I ran 76.50. I then went on two weeks later to run the Great North Run in 74.50, and since I've gone to Inverness and run 72.50. So I'm a little bit lost in terms of what to shoot for. I think I'm, the Inverness time is not gonna to happen tomorrow for sure or Sunday for sure. Uh, I think. I think I'm probably two minutes quicker than I was, so I think to go sub 75 is reasonable. So I'm going to go for 74s. To well on done. That'll be all I'm shooting for. And to, in terms of a placing, so I know the field, obviously yourself and Chris are running, and I think I probably am in that battle to be the best of the rest. So I know Jason Kelly's running, Tom Roach is running, so there'll be a bit of a, I think there's a, it's going to be a good club, Northeast club racing, and that, you know, I think I'm in good shape at the minute, so I, I'm sure I can mix it with those guys. So that'll be the, I think the a great result for me would be third. Um, we'll see. I'm gonna go. I'll go for it. I'm gonna put my name. I'll go for it. Yeah, you should be. Hey, well, absolutely, Tom. Um, like I said, you know, I'm I'm shooting for Chris, but you know, you should be shooting for me. That you, you never know. You never. I might have an awful day. But well, I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. A little chin wag. A little. Um, we race. So actually, so that's what will be interesting is how are we going to be closer this year than last year? No doubt. I'm, I'm an old man these days. In oh, fact, I'm the same age. The same age, so yeah. You're improving. You're improving with age. I'm going we'll downhill well, with age. We, we'll recap on that next week. That'll be an interesting uh, review. So anyway, so that's so both looking forward to it. It's going to be really good fun. The weather looks um, not too bad. I understand and. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. The last point I want to say is big shout out to one of our competition winners, Andy Thompson, Andrew Thompson, who is running this weekend. Andrew's a uh, a long-serving Metro runner, so I'm delighted that he won the competition. And all the best, Andrew. We hope you have a good run too. We look forward to seeing you out there. Yes, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, good luck, and uh, we'll we'll definitely t- you know tell everyone how everyone got on next week in next week's episode. So it should be exciting. Um, other than that, Tom, I'm gonna have to crack on. So uh, there's not there's a few other races on the calendar. So what I would encourage us to do is to have a look at the Scottish Running Guide, um, Run ABC Scotland, and you'll be able to see a list of of events which might suit you. And um, mm-hmm. also Scottish Athletics have a good events calendar as well if you want, um, which might might not. Which covers all. It should cover the majority of races in Scotland. If you're looking for a, a race, if you need your race fix. Yeah. Um. So so as always, um, we you can contact us, and we do encourage us to contact us because we will pick up and we will reply and hopefully um, create some more interesting discussion on the podcast. So you what you can, you can email us at tartanrunningshorts at gmail dot com. Uh, we can get us on Facebook at tartanrunningshorts. 
Twitter at Tartan Shorts. And yeah, we've got a few exciting episodes coming up as well. We've got Chris Jones and um, Andy Douglas as well. So stay tuned for some more banner. So I spoke to Chris. Yeah, I spoke to Chris on Monday. He's obviously on this weekend. Hopefully we'll catch some more of them after the race. But that's good. Tune in for that. It's very interesting. And, And you're speaking to big... Andy Douglas tonight, so um, lot to, a lot of good content to come. Absolutely, Tom. Well, thank you very much again, listeners, for, for taking the time out of your day um, to listen to our dribble, and we will hear from you all next week. Thank you. Bye.